Bismillah, salatu wassalamu ala rasulillah, nabina muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man walah. Inna alhamdulillah, nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu. Wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina. Man yahdihillahu fahuwa al-muhtad wa man yudlil falahadiya lah. Wa ishadu an la ilaha illa Allah wahdahu la sharika lah. Wa ishadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluhu. Allahumma alimna ma yanfa'una wa anfa'na bima alamta. Insha'Allah today we are continuing with Ad-Durus Al-Muhimma the important lessons for every Muslim. Uh, we are continuing insha'Allah with the Sunan of the Salah, the recommended acts of Salah. And last week we completed up to the 8th Sunnah. And insha'Allah today we will finish the 16th the 16th Sunan which the Shaykh mentioned in his book. تاسعا جلوس المصلي على رجله اليسرى مفروشة ونصب اليمنى في التشهد الأول وبين السجدتين to sit on your left leg while raising your right foot upright in the first تشهد and in between the two سجدات in the position of الافتراش وهذا جاء في حديث عائشة رضي الله عنها في صحيح مسلم كان يفرش رجله اليسرى وينصب رجله اليمنى that this was authentically narrated from the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he used to bend his left foot yani horizontally and raise up the right foot when he was sitting in this position sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Aashiran At-tawarruku fi at-tashahud al-akhir fi al-rubaiyyati wa al-thulathiyyati wa huwa al-julusu ala maqadatihi wa ja'alu rijlihi al-yusra tahta al-yumna wa nasbu al-yumna to sit in the position of at-tawarruk in the last tashahud in the salah which is four rak'at and in the salah which is three rak'at and the position of at-tawarruk is to sit on your bottom on your buttocks and to place the left foot horizontally under the right foot and to raise the right foot upright وَهَذَا ثَابِتٌ فِي حَدِيثِ أَبِي حُمَيْدٍ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ فِي الْبُخَارِي وَفِيهِ وَقَعَدَ عَلَى مَقْعَدَتِهِ This position of at-tawarruk has been authentically narrated from the hadith of Abu Humayd in Sahih Bukhari that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he would sit in the position of at-tawarruk وقعد على مقعدته he would sit on his bottom وهذه الهيئة يقال لها التورك لأن المصلي في التشهد الذي في آخر الصلاة من الثلاثية والرباعية يجلس على وركه this position is called التورك because the person who is praying when they sit for the last تشهد in their salah in the salah which is ثلاثية ورباعية which has three ركعات or four ركعات they sit on their ورك and their warik essentially is the back of their thigh, including the bottom. بينما الأولى يقال لها افتراش لأنه يجعل رجله اليسرى مثل الفراش له يجلس عليها. As for the first position, in the first تشهد, it is called افتراش لأنه يجعل رجله اليسرى مثل الفراش. They make their left foot like a seat which they sit upon. الفراش يعني like a seat. الحادي عشر, the eleventh سنة, الإشارة بالسبابة في التشهد الأول والثاني. من حين يجلس إلى نهاية التشهد وتحريكها عند الدعاء to point with the index finger in the first and second تشهد from the time you sit down for the تشهد until you finish the تشهد and to move it when you make دعاء أي أن هذه الإشارة من حين يجلس للتشهد إلى أن يسلم يكون مشيرا بالسبابة the time that they point with the index finger is from the time they sit for التشهد until the time they make تسليم they point 
point with their finger, their index finger. يَرْفَعُهَا رَفْعًا غَيْرَ كَامِلٍ That they raise their index finger, not all the way up. إِشَارَةً لِلتَّوْحِيدٍ That this pointing of the index finger represents a tawheed. وَيُحَرِّكُهَا عِنْدَ الدُّعَاءِ تَحْرِيكًا خَفِيفًا And when they make dua in their tashahud, then they move their finger slightly. And يعني the ulama, they've mentioned يعني that there's three forms of raising the finger in a tashahud. And the first one is that you can point with the index finger throughout the whole tashahud without having to move it. And the second one is to point and to move with the index finger throughout the entire tashahud. And then the third one, as mentioned by the Sheikh, which he thinks is the most correct one, is to point with the finger and only move it during the dua. For all of these, inshallah, are correct. And the Sheikh, he chose the third one because Allah Alam, he thinks that this is the most correct one according to the evidences. الثاني عشر the twelfth سنة الصلاة والتبريك على محمد وآل محمد وعلى إبراهيم وآل إبراهيم في التشهد الأول to send your salah and to send your barakat upon the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and upon the family of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and upon إبراهيم عليه السلام and upon the family of إبراهيم عليه السلام in the first تشهد أن هذا من سنن الصلاة الإبراهيمية الاتيان بها في التشهد الأول وقد تقدم that this is from the Sunnah to recite Salat al-Ibrahimiyyah in the first Tashahud and yani this has preceded in our lessons on Tashahud that we took before. الثالث عشر the thirteenth Sunnah الدعاء في التشهد الأخير to make dua after the second Tashahud تقدم حديث ابن مسعود رضي الله عنه وفيه ثم يتخير بعد من الدعاء ما شاء that we took the hadith of ibn Mas'ud before when we took the lessons on التشهد that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he said that after a person finishes التشهد ثم يتخير بعد من الدعاء ما شاء then after reciting تشهد he may choose any dua to make فلا يستعجل بالسلام بعد إكمال التشهد والصلاة الإبراهيمية that they should not hasten to make the salam when they finish the tashahud and the salat al-ibrahimiyyah بل يتخير من الدعاء ما شاء rather they can make any dua they choose to make فإنه موطن عظيم يتحرى فيه الدعاء that it is a place a great place where dua is anticipated that it will be accepted from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala الرابع عشر the fourteenth sunnah الجهر بالقراءة في صلاة الفجر وصلاة الجمعة وصلاة العيد وصلاة العيدين والاستسقاء وفي الركعتين الأوليين من صلاة المغرب والعشاء to raise your voice in the recitation of the Quran in صلاة الفجر and in صلاة الجمعة and in the two صلاة of عيد and in the صلاة of rain صلاة الاستسقاء and in the first two ركعات of صلاة المغرب and صلاة العشاء ولهذا لو أن الإمام مثلا نسي الجهر بالفاتحة and then the Sheikh gives an example that if the Imam for example he forgot to raise his voice in the recitation of Surah Al-Fatiha وقرأ نصف Surah Al-Fatiha سرا then he recited half Surah Al-Fatiha quietly ثم نبها ليجهر then he was reminded by those behind him to raise his voice فلا يعيد الفاتحة من أولها then they do not need to repeat the Fatiha from the beginning وإنما يكمل من حيث انتهى إليه قراءة they complete from where his quiet recitation finished لأنه لا يشرع قراءة أول الفاتحة مرتين because it is not prescribed to recite سورة الفاتحة twice in the صلاة فيكمل جهرا من حيث انتهى إليه they complete in a loud voice where they left off in their quiet recitation الخامس عشر the fifteenth سنة الإسرار بالقراءة في الظهر والعصر وفي الثالثة من المغرب والأخيرتين من العشاء to recite quietly in صلاة الظهر and صلاة العصر and in the third ركعة of مغرب and in the last two ركعة of عشاء 
والجهر في مواضع الجهر والإسرار في مواضع الإسرار مجمع على استحبابه that the places in salah where we raise our voices and the places where we recite quietly مجمع على استحبابه that it is agreed upon that it is sunnah and agreed upon by all the scholars والأصل فيه فعل النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم that all of the places where we stay quiet and all the places that we raise our voices they return to the actions of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and what he used to do صلوات الله وسلامه عليه السادس عشر The sixteenth sunnah قراءة ما زاد عن الفاتحة من القرآن To recite more Quran after reciting Surah Al-Fatiha أي أن هذا من سنن الصلاة يعني to recite more Quran after Surah Al-Fatiha is from the recommended acts of Salat أما الفاتحة فهي ركن في كل ركعة من ركعات الصلاة As we took before that Surah Al-Fatiha is a ركن is a pillar of Salat in every ركعة of the Salat that you make no matter how long it is two ركعات or three ركعات or four ركعات وتقدم قول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا صلاة لمن لم يقرأ بفاتحة الكتاب and we also took the hadith of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم that he said that there is no صلاة for the one who does not recite with the opening of the book يعني the opening of the Quran which is صورة الفاتحة قال رحمه الله مع مراعاة بقية ما ورد من السنن في الصلاة سوى ما ذكرنا and then the Shaykh رحمه الله after finishing the 16 he says رحمه الله that we should follow these sunan these 16 sunan in salah and those that are not mentioned as part of these 16 ذكر ذلك that the Shaykh mentioned this تنبيها إلى أن ما تقدم ذكره من السنن ليس على سبيل الحصر وإنما على سبيل المثال that the Shaykh mentioned this statement as a reminder that everything that he mentioned before from the 16 Sunan, Laysa ala sabil al-hasr. It is not limited to just these 16 sunan. Rather, these 16 are an example of some of the sunan of the salah. For there are other ones as well. وَمِنْ ذَلِكَ وَضْعُ الْيَدَيْنِ عَلَى الْرُكْبَتَيْنِ مُفَرَّجَتَيْ الْأَصَابِ حِينَ الْرُكُوعِ And as an example that there is more, he gave one extra one. It is to place your hands on your knees with your hands spread out when you make ruku' لِحَدِيثِ وَائِلِ بْنِ حُجُرْ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ كَانَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ إذا ركع فرج أصابعه from the hadith of Wa'il ibn Hujr that he رضي الله عنه said that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم when he used to make ركوه he used to clutch his knees with his palms and he would open and separate his fingers صلى الله عليه وسلم and this is the end of a brief explanation of some of the sunan of الصلاة and like we said this is not an exhaustive list but it is an example of some of them and inshallah we'll stop here and next week we will continue with مبطلات الصلاة the nullifiers of الصلاة إن شاء الله سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت أستغفرك وأتوب إليك وجزاكم الله خيرا